What wonderful words to be able to declare from your heart is well with my soul. I trust we all can say that tonight. And read from the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 32, and read verse 5. Wherefore, said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for a position, and bring us not over Jordan. We oft, often make some comparisons with the journey that the Israelites had out of, out of Egypt to the Canaan land with respect to our Christian journey from sin to heaven. These people left Egypt, the Israelites. Of course, on the journey, they had some good experiences, and some didn't seem quite so good. They saw miracles. They saw the Red Sea divided. They saw manna from heaven. In fact, they not only just saw it, they ate it. They drank water from a rock. Bitter waters were made sweet. The list goes on and on. They had, of course, all of this, I'm sure, must have brought some excitement to them on times, although they had a complaining spirit. But they, well, as, as human beings, I guess they were too. And they had the dis- discouraging times. They had that. And we know they had a wilderness experience. Forty years of that one. But now, it seems like this time, so many times to cross over to Jordan to the Canaan land. And those two and a half tribes, the tribe of Reuben and the tribe of Gad and half tribe of Manasseh, got no idea. Of course, they've been there, I guess, so long, and they had much cattle and and they saw this land on the east side of Jordan was good for the cattle. So they got an idea. We're going to approach Moses and see if we can stay on this side and not go over Jordan to the Canaan land. Now, the point I want to make tonight is settling for less than Canaan. Yes, it might have been good land, but God had promised them some, some wonderful things. You look in Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter in the 10th, 11th verse, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not, and wells dig which thou diggest not, vineyards and all trees which they planted not. But they chose to clear their own land, build their own houses, build their own cities for their little ones, instead of going over where everything was prepared for them. I don't seem to get it myself. I, I, I thought it was a good deal to go over the Canaan land where everything was there. And not just houses, but good houses. 
beautiful cities, everything. And there they're going to take on hard labor and build cities, build houses. Settle for less than Canaan. We find a lot in the spiritual realm. Many settling for less than what God has for them. What God promises. It's not the same in the material things, though, is it? It seems like what one getting, what more? In fact, I, I know of a retail store where it was outside was more for less. Meaning that you go in there, you get more for your money. You know, they got customers. They had to because the, the advertisement more for less. But can you imagine somebody settling for less than what God has for them? Just the reverse. Rather than living or having a, a born again experience, one would be satisfied or contented with moral living. Or I, I, I go, go to church a little. I go to church some and settle for that. No, that's not, that's not, not, not what he's promising. That's not what he says. We're talking about a born again spin where you, oh, where you, you, as an old person, becomes a new person, you might say, in Christ Jesus. All things pass away. All things become new. Or we've heard, well, you, you just accept Jesus Christ without repentance. We've heard that one. But why not repent and have the reality of salvation? What's wrong with salvation? Salvation is wonderful. Save and know it. One of our pastors testifies. Young man got away from praying home, gospel. Years, few years, didn't go to church. But conviction sitting on him. He got miserable. In fact, he's almost depressed. Fighting conviction. He promised God that he would spare him Sunday night to go to church. He went to church. And that night he went to pray. His parents were there. Siblings there. Saints were there. All excited. Got saved. He got saved. He went home that night. He said he had one of a miserable night. Miserable night. Satan said now, he said he didn't feel anything. Satan said now that's all is to it. That's all is to it. But next day or so he shared with somebody and they said, come back to the prayer night. I think Wednesday night. Come back. He said, come back and pray some more. But suppose he would have settled for that. But he went back and he said he went down. He wasn't very long and he felt something start from the, the very pit of his stomach. And start to bubble up on the inside and came on up. He said, came on up, bubble up. And he said, finally it came out of his mouth, the joy of the Lord. And he started to laugh. <laughs> he didn't settle for just the fact that somebody's city was saved. He settled because he had received reality in his heart. He didn't settle for less. That's the way was with salvation. You can enjoy the fullness. The joy is of the Lord. 
In your heart and in your soul, the fullness of His grace, His mercies, all the blessing that goes with salvation. Why settle for something less than that? Oh, there are those I've heard in the realms. Well, sanctification, I got that when I got saved. They sort of seem to, I can't seem to separate the two. Some skip over it. Some seem it has just a blessing. In Psalm 81, there's what the two and a half tribes missed. He should have fed them also with the finest of the wheat. And when honey of the rocks, should I have satisfied thee? I consider so sanctification, you want to say the finest of the wheat. And that's what so many are missing. I enjoyed salvation very much. In fact, for years I enjoyed salvation. But one night I heard a message that really stirred my heart and helped me to see I need to advance further in the gospel. That night I was sitting in a service, and my oldest son was three and a half years old, and I was holding him in my arms, and he went to sleep while the preaching was going on. But, oh, I got this urge inside of me to go to pray. I took my three-and-a-half-year-old son, and I went and I laid him on the altar in front of me, sleep. And I just consecrated my life to the Lord. Something happened that night. (laughs) Oh, it was more than just a blessing. There was an experience. And I can tell you the next day I had a spring in my step, more than I got tonight. I made a spring in my step. I, I thought I could jump over anything because of what had happened on the inside of me, because of that experience that I received. And why should I, well, why, why would somebody want to sip something less than that? It is an experience. It's something that's real. I, I'm so thankful that the gospel is so real that we can know it. We can have it and know it. But we need not stop there. need not stop there. There's more in Canaan yet. That's why I say I don't understand those two and a half tribes. Why they stopped where they did. And I don't see otherwise in the gospel as well why we should stop. Where we are, we have promises of God. Jesus said, I'm going to go away. I'm going to send you the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. He's going to come and he's going to dwell within you. He's going to teach you all things. Abide with you. He'll be your guide, your friend. The people on the day of Pentecost... They went to the upper room, and there they tarried. 
The Bible says until they were endued with power from on high. They received. They went. They did not go there and for so long and say, okay, I'm, I'm okay. No, no. No, they received what they had gone for. So many seem to be content sometimes with a blessing, but sometimes we sing too showers of blessing, don't we? Why can't we sip the showers rather than just the sprinkles? We can do that. But getting back to the, the part of the Holy Spirit, again, I use my own personal experience here. I got caught, I guess, for two years. God was put a calling on my life, and I knew what it was for the ministry. But I tried to bargain with God. I felt like I was not able to do that. I was like Moses. I started to state my inabilities. I felt like I didn't have the person that one need to be to be a pastor. Well, I, I didn't talk God out of it. <laughs> but it got to a point I got so disparate. I mean, I got disparate. And finally, I said yes to God. I said yes to him. So the time did come when my desperation, I guess, got the better of me. And I and this night, I went before the Lord. Now, I'll backtrack just a little. Before I had received my baptism... I talked to a man from another denomination, or we were just in conversation, I guess, and the subject came up, and he said to me, he said, he said, I got my baptism. Okay, I, I didn't question it. And he said, I, I talk in tongues. I talk every day. He said, that the church, they sort of set a rhythm for me, rhythm for me. And I said, I do it every day, so I won't forget the rhythm. Well, I, I couldn't settle for that one. <laughs> I didn't, it, it didn't appeal to me. I just not what I read about. And, and I'm so glad I, I, I didn't settle for that. Because the night I went before the Lord, I went down in hungry and desperation and went in faith believing. And I got down there and I, I just thanked the Lord. In my native tongue, I was thanking the Lord, and, and something happened to me. I, I got caught away. That's all I can say. I lost myself. I, for, for some time, I, I, well, I guess I was in heavenly places. And all I know that when I came to myself, I don't know when the transition took place. I was praising God when I heard myself. He was not English. He was not my native tongue. The Holy Spirit was speaking through me. It was the Lord Jesus Christ that sent His Holy Spirit inside of me and caused me to speak. Suppose I had given in to this man and developed some kind of gibberish. But no, one don't have to exercise that. The Holy Spirit is real. And that's why I'm trying to say that we don't have to settle for anything less than the real thing. 
the real thing. The promises of God are true. The promises of God are real. And tonight we can have everything that He has for us. That the real thing, though, those, I thought again, I go back to those two and a half tribes of where they met. The nine and a half tribes went over on the other side. And not only did they get their only, got their only share, the two and a half tribes, what they missed, got divided between the nine and a half, and they even got more. If somebody else don't want it, you take it, will you? If they don't want to take it, you take it. If they don't want to go over the Canaanite, you go and get it. The Nineveh tribes, they were, and they got the, got it all. Claim his promises. You can get answer to your prayers. Answer to your prayers. God is real, and God knows just what he has for you, and you should know what he needs tonight. Let the Holy Spirit that your expectations don't limit God to what he can do. Don't settle for anything less than what God has promised you. You have a prayer on your heart. You have a need on your soul. And tonight, let those expectations rise. Let those expectations rise. And your desires enlarge. You want to and your desire. You can't out-love God. You can't out-desire God. God is so big. God is so great. And you can keep on going. And heaven has it all for you tonight. You just need to rise. Move forward. Go on into Canaan. Go on into Canaan. Get across the joy. Jordan, will you? You've been on the east side long enough. It's time to move over. It's just like Caleb when he got on the east side, on the other side of Jordan. What did he do when he got into Canaan? No, he said, this mountain is mine. He said, I got the promise of mountain. Moses told me that when I get over on this side, it's my mountain. And he said, hi, he's 80 year old. Well, he's got no barrier. <laughs> oh, if you think I'm, I'm too old for it. No, you're not too old. No, I don't care how old you are. If you're here tonight, you've got strength to come into this place. You've got strength to come to the altar and get what God has for you. Caleb's in his mind, and I'm going to have it. And that's the way you should be. Take that attitude tonight. God, what you promised me, I'm having. I can tell you right now, the windows of heaven are open. God is just so willing, so able, and he wants it. I did pour it all down, just right down to your soul. And I have to tell you, the table is spread. The table is spread. You know what you have to do? Come and die. It's come and die. Come and get it. We're going to have a song, 397.